Welcome to the Storytime Clinic, where children's books and health collide. I am your host, Dr. Mfon Omarin, and every week I spotlight a children's book featuring a character with a health condition. My goal is to inspire conversations that will help all of us better understand and support kids with health conditions. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Storytime Clinic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, I'm recording this episode in the month of May, which is National Allergy and Asthma Month in the United States. And last week I did an episode on allergies. So if you did not yet get a chance to listen to that, make sure you take some time out and go back because we actually covered two books in that episode. We talked about environmental allergies and what goes on in the allergist office, including things like skin prick tests and immunotherapy. And we also talked about food allergies. We talked about life-threatening allergic reactions like anaphylaxis and ways to be helpful towards people with food allergies. And today we're going to pick up talking about asthma, which is the most common childhood chronic health condition. And it affects about 7% of kids in the U.S. And that's, that's over 5 million children. So asthma is a very significant disease for children. And most people know at least a little bit about asthma. You know, as common as it is, it shows up pretty frequently in media, uh, TV shows, movies, and the like. Now I'm going to have you do something for me. I want you to close your eyes and think back, uh, not if you're driving, please, I am not responsible. <laughs> if you're in a safe place, close your eyes and try to picture um, a character with asthma that you've seen in a film or in TV shows. And what kind of personality or character was that person portraying? If I had to guess, I would say it was probably a nerd character, someone very studious and bookish probably with a little bit of social awkwardness or anxiety, an unassuming type of character, maybe lacking confidence, one of the unpopular kids, definitely not the captain of the football team, right? This is the common portrayal that we see of the kid with asthma. However, the problem is that sometimes this depiction gives people the wrong idea of what having asthma is all about. So let's turn to a book that does a fantastic job in setting the record straight about asthma. The book that I reviewed today is called Iggy and the Inhalers. To be honest, this is more of an educational booklet than a fiction book. However, that is irrelevant. I think it does the job of educating kids and it does it very well. This is a comic style book. It was written by Dr. Alex Thomas, who is a pediatric allergist and an immunologist. So he knows a thing or two. If you remember back to last week's episode, we talked about an allergist as somebody who takes care and treats people with allergies. And oftentimes an allergist also treats disorders of the immune system. So that's when you'll hear the term allergist and immunologist. Though it affects the lungs, asthma is a disease that is driven by the immune system. The book Iggy and the Inhalers is written specifically to educate kids with asthma about their disease in a fun and engaging way. And I would say reasonable target age group would be ages 7 to 10. So let's back up a little bit. What exactly is asthma? 
Asthma is a disease that causes the small airways of the lung to be chronically inflamed. This inflammation causes the airways to swell. It causes the muscles around the airways to kind of spasm or to twitch. And then there's also a lot of mucus in the airways. And so these three things together make the airways very narrow so that it's hard for air to pass in and out of the lungs like it should. The lungs of a person with asthma are always a bit inflamed, but there are times when it's worse, leading to symptoms of trouble breathing, chest tightness, and wheezing. And this is called an asthma attack. So this is what is happening to our main character, David, as we open up the book, Iggy and the Inhalers. David is breathing weird, quote unquote, according to his friends. And so Iggy drops in to tell David and his two friends why he's breathing weird. Iggy, by the way, is a superhero in the shape of an inhaler, complete with a cape and everything, which I absolutely love. (laughs) Iggy explains that David is wheezing. Remember, I just spoke about uh, one of the symptoms of an asthma attack is wheezing. And wheezing is a high-pitched whistly noise that comes from the small airways of the lung when they're too narrow. So after he explains this to the kids, the picture, remember, this is a comic book. And so you get to see everything kind of visually explained, which I think is really helpful for children. Um, The picture kind of zooms way in and gives us a microscopic look at one small airway. And so he shows them the swelling, the mucus that's inside the airway and the tight muscle bands that are squeezing the airway down tight. And that's all making it hard for David to breathe. So again, I think this visualization is really great for helping children understand what's actually going on inside when they have an asthma attack. Because sometimes all the big words that doctors throw around and things that we talk about, those can be overwhelming and it can be hard to connect without really seeing and knowing what things are supposed to look like and then what things do look like with asthma. So then our superhero Iggy calls in the rest of his superhero team of inhalers. First, there's Bronco, the bronchodilator, who works quickly to loosen the muscle bands and help David start breathing again. Of course, we would expect that anyone by the name of Bronco would be like a cowboy type figure. So he's got his lasso and he's using these to kind of pull the muscle bands away from the airway so that they relax and so that David can breathe. And then there's Coltron, the controller, who works slow and steady over time, and he decreases the inflammation and the swelling in the small airway. So these are the types of medicines that are used to treat asthma. It can be a very challenging message to get across, you know, that there's two different types. There's one that's called a bronchodilator, which we usually also call a rescue inhaler because that's an easier word. And this is used to rescue the child or give them immediate relief when they're actively having trouble breathing. But when the symptoms are gone, people sometimes wrongly think that there's no need to keep using medication. But the way the book lays it out, it shows clearly with the visualizations how if you use just one type of inhaler, it only does half the job. So the bronchodilator helped to relax the muscles that were tightening down the airway, but there was still lots of inflammation that was making the airway swollen. And so that was the job of the controller, Coltron, the controller inhaler, (laughs) um, that's used every day to keep inflammation away. 
And so I think this was, again, a very easy way of understanding the fact that you might need to use two different types of medications in two different scenarios for asthma. One of the cool things with the book is that it actually comes with superhero stickers to label a child's inhaler, right? So we got the Bronco character placed on the bronchodilator or the rescue medicine. And the Coltron character was placed on the controller inhaler, the one that's used every day. And that helps to make it all a little bit less confusing for a child or for their family. A lot of times we have families coming in and they've been using the medications wrong. So maybe they're using the one for immediate relief every single day, which is not right. Or when a child is actively having breathing problems, they're using the everyday medicine at that time. And that medicine doesn't work quickly enough to help give the child relief. So again, anything that we can do to help explain these points a little bit better makes it more likely that our patients are taking the medicine appropriately, which makes it more likely that their disease is going to be well controlled. Another really important aspect for kids is teaching them how to use their inhaler properly so that it is effective when they're having trouble breathing. So let's go ahead and and practice our inhaler technique right now. Um, For the sake of just practicing this, uh, we're going to use our hand and pretend that this is an inhaler. So I want you to take your index finger and your thumb and put them together to form a ring, a tight ring. Okay, that's going to be the mouthpiece of your inhaler. (laughs) Bear with me. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing you want to do is prep your lungs so that you can take as big of a breath as possible. And you're going to do that by exhaling and pushing your breath out all the way. Okay, so breathe out as much as you can. Okay, when you're at that point, once you've breathed out all the way, then you can bring your mouthpiece, that's your index finger and your thumb, you can bring those to your mouth and place your lips around the ring so that you're forming as tight a seal as possible around the ring. Of course, if you had a real inhaler, the mouthpiece is actually going to go inside your lips, but the point is that you're making a seal with your lips so no air or no medication from the inhaler can slip out. Okay, so go ahead and put the pretend inhaler mouthpiece to your mouth. And I hope you've taken a breath during this time because this took a lot longer (laughs) to explain than I thought it was going to. So get prepared again, okay? Exhale all the way out. Put your index finger and thumb to your lips and form as tight a seal as you can. Okay, and then you're going to breathe in very slowly and expand your lungs all the way. Okay, breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. Good. When you get there and your lungs are expanded all the way, you're going to hold it there. Hold your breath with your chest expanded all the way and we count to 10. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. All right. Now you can release your breath. So what that does is you empty out the air from your lungs all the way so you can take as big of a breath as you can. You take that breath in slowly and then you keep your lungs expanded to keep your airways 
open all the way. So that this gives the medication a chance to work its way down slowly all the way to the smallest airways of your lungs. And that's really where the medication needs to work because those are the areas where their airways are the most narrow and the muscles are tightest. So the medication needs to get all the way in there to relax those airways and provide the relief that you need. Another thing that's really helpful is to use a spacer. And a spacer is a little handheld chamber that's shaped like a cylinder. Imagine a really small, clear water bottle. Okay. On one end, the inhaler goes in. And then on the other end, there's a mouthpiece where your mouth goes. And this just provides Again, a little bit of space, another area for the medication to be held and to be released slowly. So as you're taking that slow breath, the medication is slowly being released and then getting into your lungs. Inside the book, there is a page called The Great Spacer Contest. Okay, so this shows one of the kids, one of the characters in the book using a spacer and the other one's not using a spacer. And they kind of compete to see which technique allows air to go down lower into the lungs. And in the drawing, you can kind of follow the puffs of air as they go from the inhaler into the lungs of both kids. And so kids can visually see that with a spacer and with the good inhaler technique, the puffs of air, the puffs of medication, actually get much further down into the lungs than if a person is not using a spacer and is not using good technique. We could see the puffs of air kind of stopping in the upper airway and sometimes just in the mouth. So again, it's just another visual way of seeing what's happening when a kid has asthma, what's happening when a kid is taking asthma medication, and the difference that it makes when it's being done properly. Another really big part of keeping asthma attacks at bay is knowing and avoiding the triggers. So triggers are anything that can set off an asthma attack. Triggers can be different for everybody, but these are some of the more common ones. Allergens, things like pollen, dust and dust mites, mold, pet hair, and roaches. A lot of these things we talked about in the last episode on allergies. So when people who have allergies, these things can be triggers for their allergy symptoms. Things like runny nose, itchy nose, red, itchy, watery eyes, sneezing, and the like. In people with asthma, these same things can trigger an asthma attack. So they can trigger the wheezing, the shortness of breath, the chest tightness, and the coughing. And asthma and allergies sometimes go hand in hand. A person with asthma is more likely to have allergies than a person who doesn't have asthma. So sometimes these things show up together in the same person, but not all the time. Another big trigger for asthma is cigarette smoke. This is a big point of consideration when we are educating caregivers of children who have asthma, because a lot of children, little children do not smoke. Although once we get to high school, this might be more of a consideration. But for most kids, this is secondhand smoke, right? So there is a big responsibility on the caregivers and a big part that they have to play in controlling a child's uh, asthma symptoms. 
So if you have a child with asthma, one of the biggest things you can do is stop smoking. It doesn't really help necessarily just to smoke outside the home or smoke when you're not standing right next to the child. Because what happens with cigarette smoke is that the odors and the fumes sometimes, you know, stick to clothing. And if a child with asthma comes around that person, that scent might be enough to irritate their lungs and start causing those muscles to spasm and narrow down their little airways and cause an asthma attack. Another important trigger is the common cold, viral infections, and things like that, because naturally these things tend to cause swelling and inflammation as part of an immune response to having an infection. In a person who has asthma and is already prone to having swollen, small, narrow airways, putting on this trigger on top of that makes the situation worse. So sometimes when a kid is going to school or daycare and is around lots of other kids who are getting colds and viral infections, you might start to notice that they're having more asthma attacks. Exercise is another possible trigger for asthma. So some people have asthma that is only triggered by exercise. For those type of people, it is helpful to use that rescue medication about 15 minutes before starting exercise to, again, loosen up those small airways and help to prevent breathing problems. For other people, even if their asthma is not just related to exercise, they might have that as a trigger that can exacerbate or cause an attack. And so this might also be helpful to make sure they have their inhaler around when they're exercising. And again, sometimes trying to pre-treat that exercise with a rescue inhaler or bronchodilator inhaler is helpful to allow them to participate in the exercise. So again, this goes back to the tropes that we talked about in the beginning. You know, the portrayal of children with asthma as always being the weak ones, the sickly ones who cannot participate in any sports. This is not really the case. Asthma can be managed and controlled to the point where children are very capable of participating and succeeding in all different types of sports. In fact, we have many athletes out there who are playing at world-renowned national and international levels, and they have asthma that they just need to learn how to manage appropriately so that they're able to participate in these sports. So this is something to be aware of and to help children to understand, uh, help families to understand as well that they do not need to keep their children out of sports, out of exercise. They just need to make sure their asthma is well controlled. So speaking about these triggers, in the second part of the book, Iggy and the kids go searching David's house uh, where his symptoms started to discover any potential triggers there. And that's when they run into the trigger team, the bad guys, right? So we've been talking about the superhero inhalers all along, and every superhero has to have uh, 
a worthy opponent, right? <laughs> so the trigger team is portrayed as a set of monsters, right? Bent on wrecking havoc and causing asthma attacks wherever they go. So there's Polynoid, which is, you know, obviously representing pollen, and Modar, who represents mold in the house. And, you know, other equally villainous names for other triggers. But the representation and the visualization is really good because each monster kind of comes up and they give their little spiel about where they lurk and how they work to trigger asthma attacks. And poor David has every trigger imaginable in his house. (laughs) He's got dust in his bedroom. He's got mildew in his bathroom. He's got cigarette smoke because his dad smokes. He's just gotten a new dog and so he's got pet dander. (laughs) So I wonder how he will ever stay well. And so of course, the more that you're able to control and avoid the triggers, the easier it is to control the asthma. Uncontrolled asthma can be quite serious, even to the point of being fatal. Sometimes a hospitalization of several days is needed to really get an asthma attack under control. A child might need oxygen, they might need other types of medications uh, that go above and beyond the inhalers that we talked about just here, if the asthma has gotten to that level of severity. So this can significantly affect a child's quality of life. Um, asthma is m- one of the most common causes for children to miss days at school, which can, of course, then impact their educational achievement if it's happening very often. If you have a child that's um, having asthma exacerbations, particularly in the wintertime where there's more viral infections or there's cold air that might be a trigger, or in the spring where there's uh, all types of pollens outside that might be a trigger as well. So imagine if a child is having very severe asthma exacerbations that's requiring two or three days in the hospital or even longer every time they get an attack. Um, At the end of the school year, they may have lost 20, 25 days of school, might be coming back and having a hard time catching up every time with the amount of school that they've missed. And so it's also important to recognize the impact that this might have on other aspects of the child's life as well. This is why it's so important for kids to understand and take ownership of their disease, particularly as they get older, um, so that they can really be responsible for taking their everyday controller medicine on a consistent basis so that they can have better outcomes overall. So again, this book is called Iggy and the Inhalers. The book answers so many great questions about asthma. It encourages kids to really understand their condition. And visually, it really uh, brings home the point of why they need to do certain activities to control their asthma. And of course, the fun of being a comic book, right? With superheroes and villains, it feels like an epic adventure along the way. So that's that's really helpful. That's engaging in what might otherwise be dry material. So there's coloring activities, there's questions to help reinforce learning, there's stickers, there's, you know, a lot of really good stuff packed into this book. And I think there's some videos on their website available as well. So again, the book is Iggy and the Inhalers. This is one that I would recommend for for any kid who has asthma, and also honestly for family as well, because I think it's just so well explained that uh, it would benefit anybody um, to be able to see the material presented in a bit of a different way. 
Okay, well, that is a wrap for today's episode on asthma. Let me know if you have any other books that you're aware of uh, for kids with asthma or featuring kids with asthma. I would love to get a few more suggestions out there. So um, leave a comment, leave an email, find me on social media, however you'd like to do it. All right. Thank you so much again for joining me today and I will see you next time. For the show notes and links to the books I cover in this episode, please head over to the podcast website at www.storytimeclinic.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with other people who may be interested. I'd also love to hear from you if you have book suggestions or health topics you'd like to see me cover. If you want to give me some feedback and help me make this podcast more valuable for you, I would also love to hear from you. You can leave a review on iTunes or send me an email at thestorytimeclinic at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.